With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like Sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. What's shaking, Red Nation? This is Jeremy Brenner here with another episode of The Dream Take, presented by the Dream Shake, home of all things Houston Rockets on SBNation.com. Mike's got the night off, but I'm here to deliver this episode tonight. Rockets fall to the Grizzlies, 129-122. A lot of good to talk about, probably three quarters of good basketball, one quarter of not-so-good basketball that spoiled the first three. Uh, the Rockets were going into that fourth quarter, 100-95, and they lose this one, 129-122. Rockets get outscored by the Grizzlies, 34-22 to in the final frame tonight. And I guess, honestly, yeah, you know what? Um, if you've got to give a grade for the Rockets tonight, it's probably somewhere about a B minus three quarters of the way there. So if you want to say, uh, you know, a 75%, I guess that's good too, but I'll give them some bonus points because I think we saw some good out of the Rockets tonight. And I want to get into that. Um, so for the first part of the show, I'm going to kind of just 
drive the ship. And then if we have any speakers that are here live on Spotify Live that want to come up and chop it up with me, we can go into that as well. But I guess we'll look at the box score tonight, starting with the Rockets. Uh, Jalen Green played a lot better tonight versus the first game on Wednesday. Had 33 points leading the way, and he shot 13 of 21 from the field. Four or five from three. As a team, the Rockets shot pretty well from the three-point line. 16 of 35 from three. A lot of offense in this game, obviously, with it being 129, 122. Not a whole lot of defense, but uh, Jalen Green looked really good tonight. LP off the bench, 23 points, 12 rebounds, looking really solid as well. Uh, Kevin Porter had 18 points, 17 from Eric Gordon. Jabari Smith, uh, not a good night for him, only 10 points. Uh, had three blocks, but uh, three of 14 from the field, not a good night for the Rook. A minus 31 in the box score. Uh, he, you know, he was in the game during that major run in the fourth quarter where the Rockets kind of lost the game. Um, but again, you know, not not gonna dwell too much on on one night, um, especially when you got 80 more games to go in the season. Uh, going to the Grizzlies, I mean, John Morant. What can you say about him other than that dude is special? 49. He hung on the Rockets tonight. 49 points on 17 of 26 from the field. Look, it's hard for any team to stop John Morant, let alone a team like the Rockets that's still super young, super developmental. Uh, but a great night for John Morant. He was accompanied by 17 points from John Concher, 14 points from Desmond Bain. He struggled a lot tonight, 3 of 16 from the field. Uh, they also got 12 points off the bench from Jake LaRavia, rookie out of Wake Forest, I believe. Yeah. He's from Wake Forest. I remember talking about him pre-draft, like his, liked his shot. Uh, he was, you know, he had 15 minutes, 12 points, a uh, decent night for him. Tyus Jones also added 11 off the bench. Um, so, look, I think going into this game, look, the Rockets came out with a lot of energy, just like they did uh, on Wednesday. And that is obviously a welcome sign, especially now that you have multiple games. You can see patterns. Now, obviously, of course, uh, only two games is not that large of a sample size, but now you're starting to see uh, some patterns start to develop, and high energy out of the gate is a good one to have. It's a good habit to get into, um, and the Rockets had that energy early on, and they built themselves a lead. They had a lead, I want to say as large as, it was like 15 points. I'm going to look at the I'm going to look at the box score here and see if I can get that. They had a 16-point lead at one point in the first half. So they they brought out the energy. My issue, I guess, was they really just didn't have an answer for John Morant. And to be fair, it's hard to find an answer for John Morant. Look, like the, the Grizzlies are so good because John Morant is one of those players that is just – he can take over. He's like a Luka. He's a – you know, that – he's on that level of – he can transform a team. And the way the Grizzlies are built is you got you got to pick your poison. You either got to go with John Morant, and they picked John Morant a lot tonight, and they picked wrong because obviously John Morant nearly dropped 50 points. Um, but then you also got to worry about uh, the perimeter shooters, and they all can shoot really well from the three-point line pretty much, apart from Steven Adams. But, I mean, he's he's – a strict traditional center. 
but I mean, John Contra, three of six from three. Uh, Jake LaRavia, three of four from three. Tyus Jones hit a three threes. Uh, David Roddy, they also got in the draft this year. Uh, he had two threes. As a team, the Grizzlies shot 19 of 42 from the three-point line. So 19 threes versus 16 threes from the Rockets. That was the deciding factor, if you really think about it. The, the three extra threes really made a difference in the seven-point game. Um, so you picked your poison, and they lost on a lot of those occasions. But again, that's kind of what you got to do. But the Rockets were right there. So that's why I'm not like super uh, annoyed by it or disappointed by it, because the Rockets were matching them shot for shot, it seemed, throughout the game. And, you know... It was just for the Rockets, they just lost steam in that fourth quarter. You know, the offense was there. They had three 30-point quarters to start the game. And then in that fourth quarter, it they just weren't as hot as they were in the first three quarters. And and sometimes that's just how the cookie crumbles. Uh, you know, the Rockets got to learn how to get that little last push uh, in a game. That, that's part of why they didn't win in Atlanta on Wednesday. And that's something that is going to take some learning um, and it's going to take some time. Um, But obviously, you know, I was surprised that there was really kind of just an eight man rotation, a nine man rotation, if you will, throughout the whole night. So you had the starters, uh, Jalen Green, Kevin Porter, Eric Gordon, Jabari Smith, all played basically 35 minutes. Um, Then you had, you had Shangoon, KJ and Tari Eason. And look, if Shangun, we had we talked a lot on the last episode about whether or not Shangun should be starting. Um, or if he's coming off the bench. The second straight game that he's come off the bench and he's outperformed Bruno Fernando. Obviously, Bruno Fernando didn't play as much tonight, only 12 minutes for him, four points. Uh, but Al P would look really good. So um I, I understand the value in putting Al P in that second unit. I just don't know how long it's going to last. Um, and it should be interesting to see. I, I'm personally of the mindset that there does need to be a larger sample size if you're going to, you know, change the lineup. I, I think LP should be the starter, and I think he will become that. Um, it's just a matter of time, to be honest. But I think tonight that's not why the Rockets lost, because LP finished the game, you know? Um, so that's not why the Rockets won or lost this game. So I don't want to dwell too much on it. Although I do think that moving forward, um, you know, Bruno Fernando, he's got to keep his spot in the starting lineup. You know, he's got to earn his minutes just like Al P has to earn his and just like everyone has to earn their minutes. Um, but those guys were really the primary players tonight. Bruno Fernando, only 12 minutes. Garrison Matthews, only 13 minutes. Uh, Josh Christopher barely played tonight, only three minutes. And I think the Rockets could have used a little juice from Jay Gupp. I was a little uh, disappointed to see that he wasn't getting those minutes. Obviously, Mike, if he were on the show, would probably uh, throw a fit about the fact that Garrison Matthews got 10 more minutes than Josh Christopher. And honestly, I can't blame him. I can't blame him because... Um, at this point, Garrison Matthews, if he's a shooter, shoot or shoot. But again, they've got a lot of mouths to feed that isn't Garrison Matthews. And one of those mouths is Josh Christopher. And that is going to be the challenge for Steven Silas going into, um, 
going into this season is how is he going to feed everybody and how is he going to, uh, you know, play everybody the minutes that they deserve and that they need to play in order for the Rockets to win. I think tomorrow, though, uh, with it being a back-to-back, I don't expect Eric Gordon to play as much, um, if at all. Um, Usually Eric Gordon doesn't play back-to-backs. That was something that we saw last season. So if he doesn't play, I'll be curious to see who steps into that starting lineup. Is it going to be KJ? Is it going to be Shengun? Are they going to try to go big against a bigger Bucks team that isn't on a back-to-back like the Rockets are? Or are they going to infuse Josh Christopher in there, maybe get some uh, more, get get a guard in there to keep that three-guard rotation in that starting lineup? I think it'll be um, interesting to see. I do think Josh Christopher will play a lot more tonight or tomorrow night than he will tonight. So I'm hoping that he'll get a lot more looks Saturday in Milwaukee. Um, But yeah, honestly, this game could have been a little bit closer. I just feel like the the defense, like the answer for the defense tonight was really kind of just, okay, like kind of throw your hands up in the air. And while I, I guess I've explained the side of the argument where it's the Grizzlies and the Grizzlies just, that's their offense and you kind of just have to accept it. But in reality, I think if the Rockets were a little bit more I don't want to say discipline on the defensive end, but maybe with a bit more of a defensive mindset, maybe maybe this game could have been won uh, in, by Houston. I'm not I'm not too sure. Um, I, I think the Rockets played a good enough game to win tonight. I think that they just at the end fell a little short, and it's it's disappointing because uh, as a, as a team that hasn't won a whole lot in the last a couple of years, you want to get every opportunity to win and tonight was an opportunity to win and he didn't capitalize. But I also think that this is just like we said on Wednesday's show, go check it out if you haven't seen it already, but this team, this is like a lot of the games that the Rockets are going to play this year. They're going to play competitive. Maybe even some nights they'll win, but most nights they'll fall short in the games that they might have had a chance to win. And it's just, a part of this learning process, a part of this development, a part of this growing together and going through these growing pains. You know, the growing pains they had last year aren't exactly the same kind of pains they'll have this year, but they're still growing pains and they still have a little bit of growing to do before they become a super adult in the NBA. They're still, they're still a, I feel like last year they were like an infant or like even a toddler. Uh, This year, I expect them to be a little bit more mature Maybe like an adolescent to maybe a teenager where sometimes you're going to shake them because they're like, oh, my God, Um, you can't shake a baby. That's not something you do. But a teenager, you kind of just got to shake them and be like, dude, like, what the hell are you doing? Like, no. And I don't think that's tonight's game. I think tonight was just more of a they played a better team and the better team closed at the end a little bit better than the Rockets. And sometimes that's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. Throw your hands up in the air, accept defeat, and move on to the next game. Because the next game is in 24 hours from now. So they got to move quick. They got to move quick to this next game. Um, So let me look at some comments here in the chat here on Spotify Live. 
so James here says Jalen needs that jaw usage percentage. I agree somewhat. Um, you know, that, but like this thing is, this is how the Grizzlies are built. The Grizzlies have John Morant, who has that ability to be that game changer, game, you know, gamer. But the guys around him are not. But the guys around him are also like tailor made for his game. And like, it's not like John Morant. Like, if, if you take John Morant away from this Grizzlies team, it's a decent team, but you also, like, question who is going to be the next to step up. Um, and on a night like tonight where Dylan Brooks wasn't playing, Jaron Jackson wasn't playing, uh, you know, Zaire Williams wasn't playing, they had, uh, you know, it, it's kind of like, okay, well, who's it going to be? So that's why Ja played as much as he did and had the ball in his hands as much as he did. Um I don't think that's exactly how the Rockets want to play, though. The Rockets are a little bit more, let's let's feed everybody, because that's kind of who they are. They, they have players that need the ball in their hands. Like, the thing is, like, Desmond Bain doesn't need the ball in his hands unless he's shooting. John Conjure doesn't need the ball in his hands unless he's shooting. Same with, you know, all of those guys, I feel. You know, uh, Jake LaRavia, David Roddy, uh, in the post, you know, Aldama. Brandon Clark, like that's their team, and that's just how they're built. For the Rockets, you gotta feed Jabari, you gotta feed Kevin Porter, you gotta feed Eric Gordon, you gotta feed Shengun, you gotta feed all these guys. So that's just how they're built. And honestly, like I think there does need to be that kind of hierarchy within the Rockets, but I feel like tonight the hierarchy was pretty well set. Like I, I think the the usage for Jalen, like Jalen Green took the most shots followed by Kevin Porter, followed by Jabari Smith and Shangun and Eric Gordon. I feel like that is exactly how it should be in order for the Rockets to win. I don't feel like that was an issue tonight uh, for the Rockets. A uh, lot of takeaways, a lot of room for improvement. Uh, I agree, you know, and I think it, it ultimately comes down to building that stamina for a late push because it seemed like the Rockets were missing these shots in the end that could have used maybe a little bit more um in the knees a little bit more just and just making smarter decisions i think it was like half and half in that fourth quarter you know some of the shots they missed were because they were just not good shots but at the same time they just got unlucky as well so so that could be you know it's a little bit of half and half for the rockets for me enough to where i'm not really disappointed or frustrated with this loss um i don't think a lot of these losses this year are going to be as frustrating as some that we've seen in the past um as long as the team is like fully healthy i think that's another thing too the team is pretty much other than jay sean tate at full health um and that's interesting too like if jay sean tate would have played tonight you know how different would this game have been um and who knows i think you maybe are able to get jay sean tate on some of the shots for John Morant that may have been a, you know, bit stronger of a contest. Maybe that changes the game. Who knows? A uh, lot of, a lot of ifs, a lot of maybes, a lot of ands, but you got to accept the game for what it was. And what it was, was a seven point loss. Got a thing from Jonathan here that says they need to play Jabari and Tari together a little bit more. I agree with that idea as like because you look at Jabari and you look at Tari and you look at like their their profiles as players and it works together and I think that 
like like when Jabari is out there on the perimeter, you can have Tari kind of inside playing that more traditional four, which is where Jabari is in that offense. Um, so I, I think that there is that value there, and and Tari can go and you know fight for those rebounds that Jabari like might be able to go. Like another thing too, like for Jabari. I've been dealing with the cough, y'all. I wanted to mute myself for that cough. But the thing with Jabari, Jabari's not crashing the glass enough. Only one rebound tonight from Jabari. And as a team, 45 rebounds for the Rockets versus 50. So they they struggled a little bit on the glass um, compared to Memphis. Uh, But in the last game against Atlanta on Wednesday, I don't think they had – that problem. Yeah, they, they out-rebounded Atlanta 54 to 38. So getting those rebounds uh, and crashing the glass, having that opportunity for second chance points, super, super key. Yeah, and Jabari had seven rebounds on Wednesday. So um, again, it's about putting yourself in that position uh, to maybe get some second chances, get some different looks, stopping the other team from getting second chances. Usually, in most circumstances, obviously it wasn't the case on Wednesday, but it might have been the case tonight where the the team that gets the most rebounds wins the game. And that was the case tonight with Memphis. I'm curious to know if that, if there's like a stat out there that the, the team that rebounds the most wins the game. I wonder how frequently that happens. I would imagine that it happens more often than not. That's just a, a guesstimate. Who knows how true that is? I want to maybe see... Maybe between now and tomorrow's episode, I can look through that and maybe find an answer for you guys. Um, but yeah, so like that was my thing is with Jabari and Tari. Like Tari had seven rebounds, um, and and he was a little bit more valuable on the glass. You know, uh, Al P led the team in rebounds with twelve. Um, so I think I think that as long as you have these guys crashing the glass, that that's like the biggest key for me, um, and it's a key that they needed to do a little bit more of tonight. I'm going to take some questions here from our peanut gallery. There's not a whole lot of you, uh, but I, we do appreciate the fact that we do have people that come listen to us after these games. So if you want to come up, chop up some rockets with me, uh, hit that speaker request button. Come on up here. Let's talk for a couple minutes before we wrap up the show tonight. Uh, I didn't want to make it too long tonight because we do have another game tomorrow. Um, and there's not going to be a whole lot of time for this episode to be out until it's relevant. So I wanted to make it quick. Um, but I'll give a couple, like a minute or so here, uh, for speaker requests before we sign off, if there is any speaker requests, but ultimately I kind of, let, let me talk about the rest of the league. Maybe, maybe you can find some interesting storylines here from other games tonight. Uh, Utah, Utah's two and oh, y'all that's insane. They beat Minnesota who I thought was going to be uh, a top team in the West. I still think they could be. Uh, but Utah beats Minnesota in overtime. Uh, you know, 29 points from Jordan Clarkson, uh, 24 from Lori Marketing. I mean, they do have um, they do have a lot of veterans, especially in that starting lineup. Uh, so maybe that's why they'll be better than maybe people think. Uh, Kelly Olynyk, 21 points for him. Uh, that's that's a blast from the past. Um, yeah, they beat the Wolves. Uh, Bradley Beal hit almost a game winner. Tonight, as they beat the Bulls by two, um, DeRozan had a chance to hit a three 
to to win the game at the buzzer, which is exactly the same scenario that happened last year when they played in Washington. Uh, but DeRozan wasn't able to hit that at the end. Uh, Washington won that one. They're 2-0. Uh, New Orleans is 2-0. They beat Charlotte tonight by 12. Um, New Orleans is going to be scary. That's not a team I'm looking forward to playing. That team, there's not a whole lot of flaws with that team. Uh, I think they're really well built. There's a kind of how I want the Rockets to be built maybe someday. Um, where, the, like, I like if Zion can be, like, I, I guess there's really no one like Zion on our team at this point, which is okay. Like, there's really no one like Zion in the league. Um, but I, I think I think New Orleans would be really good. San Antonio got a win tonight. They were up by, like, a lot. Um and nearly lost to Indiana. That that could be the two worst teams in the league, y'all. Um, so yeah, San Antonio is a game better than the Rockets. Uh, pump the brakes here. Uh, Atlanta beat Orlando tonight. Atlanta's now two and zero, obviously after they beat the Rockets. They played very similar to how they beat uh, Houston on Wednesday night. Uh, they they won in the fast break, um, and they outscored them twenty six to eight on the fast break. So uh, Atlanta's gonna be. I think Atlanta's going to be really good. I think the Rockets had a really, really difficult schedule here these first two games. They played two of the best teams in the league, if I'm, as far as I'm concerned. Um, so I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't look at these two games and say, oh, that's like how it's going to be for the rest of the year. But it's a good test to kind of see. And I think tomorrow night as well against the Bucs, it's going to be a really good test. The Bucs, they beat Philly the other night. They didn't score a whole lot. So I'm hoping maybe the Rockets will be able to kind of just out offense them maybe again. Uh, no Chris Middleton. They should take advantage of that, hopefully. Brooklyn beats Toronto by four. Um, so Brooklyn gets their first win of the season. Boston beat Miami. My, Miami's 0-2. Both losses at home. Not a good start for Miami, but good start for Boston, 2-0. Uh, New York crushes the Detroit Pistons, 130-106. Um, and I think that's all for the games that have already happened. Uh, there's two games left tonight, Denver and Golden State. Denver's got a double-digit lead about to be at halftime, and Phoenix plays Portland. Phoenix is up by 10 uh, going in, but it doesn't appear that we have any speaker requests, so uh, I'm, this is a adequate place to park the rocket ship for tonight. I'll be back tomorrow night for another episode. Rockets, Bucks, one thing to watch for. Obviously, don't let... What Giannis? What don't let what John Morant did tonight, like happen again with Giannis. That's I think the biggest key for tomorrow night. Don't let Giannis go off as much as he was able to tonight. I'm curious to see how Jabari matches up with Giannis. That should be really in- intriguing, um, and we'll see kind of how the Rockets match up with them. It should be another good test for Houston going into the beginning of the season. Uh, we'll be back with another episode tomorrow night i'll be here on spotify live uh you can follow us on twitter at the dream take and at dream shake sbn head to over to our facebook page over there give us a like and head to our website thedreamshake.com home of all things houston rockets at sbnation.com if you'd like to follow me personally on twitter you can do so at jeremy brenner that's j-e-r-e-m-y-b-r-e-n-e-r thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of the dream take and until next time go rockets